certain people just, uh, you just want to sit with them and cozy up in a cuddly blanket and chat the day away or travel or get your makeup done by them or go shopping. Uh, yeah, I could probably, I could do life with this person and I've had the blessing to start doing that with today's guest, Jessica Shakir. She has a heart for humanity, specifically for women and dissecting and divulging and developing them through the lens of their desired and ultimately gifted beauty. Oh my gosh, to have someone relish in your beauty in the way that she does. She sees you from the inside out. She equips you from the inside out and she charges you in confidence in a way only she could do because of her incredible testimony, the places that she's been, the people that she's connected with. This podcast is going to bless you. She has the Beautiful Mind Academy. She has got the Yes Lord Collective that I had an opportunity to share in because she loves equipping entrepreneurs in that spectrum as well. Jess, I love you. I honor you. I cannot wait for people to get the wisdom that you drop in this show. And I know that I know that I know that this is just the beginning of our friendship. I hope you guys enjoy today's show with Jessica Shakir. Here we are, live and in action. I'm so excited, y'all. It's so much fun. We were talking offline about how I love when I have like my girlfriends on or somebody that I can just totally let loose with. And I don't know if you guys can feel the difference, but I get so pumped because I know that I'm sharing something of such rich value. And you're that person. You've been such a light since I first met you. And I'm just excited to go deeper and even learn something new. I'm sure God will surprise us. Mm, I love you. And I'm honored to be here in that intro, man. I'm like, wow, what, what beauty, what a celebratory heart that you have to hear other people's stories and ultimately point to God, point to beauty itself. And I can't wait to see how our conversation will unfold too. So thank you for having me, Tamara. Me too. And as I was watching even the intro video, which those who are just listening to the podcast, you don't get to see the fun stuff. So you got to go to social media and see all of the video trailers and things like that. But it was, there were so many different titles that fly through the screen, right? And it's like, Biblical beauty coach is a part of your resume and the the element of the fact that you've been on TV beauty, kind of just that whole realm mm-hmm. for so long, 25 years, you've seen yes. some amazing show sets. You've been on TV and Steve Harvey. I mean, we could do the rap sheet and we will, and I'll do it more formally later, but 
some of the people that you have hung out with, like Hosanna Wong, hashtag poetry goals, right? Christine Kane, she was, I was at her teacher in preachers conference. I'm thinking of Colby Calais and how me and my husband used to just love on each other when we were in our dating scene before, (laughs) before listening to non-secular music, but all of these different pieces of your resume, I'm like, wow, I resonate. I've Mm. been there. I feel like we've lived symmetry in our lives. And yet here we are now actually together. And I'm just really excited about it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I, th- I think about all the the rooms I've been in and all the wonderful, beautiful people I've gotten to work with and, and be a part of their story in oftentimes really important days and moments like Kobe Calais hearing her warm up in the hotel in the hotel room before she went on stage. And I'm thinking, what is my life? This is so cool. It's really cool. It really is. And so I want to like extract not who you know, because that's fun, but I, I want to extract about you and see how God has just been that that interweaving of your life. I think hindsight is always 2020 and it's easy to see and 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 share the testimony that he's had on your life. But I also want to like fast forward to, to where this is going to take you and what visions you have on your heart. So let's start at the beginning uh, because there's so much you've got. Yes, Lord collective. I've had the opportunity to be part of that community, the beautiful mind Academy who has hundreds of people inside of it. I mean, there's so much that we could testify to God about. So wherever you feel like the Holy spirit is like, start here, let's start there. I would love to. Well, I've been a student of beauty all my life. When I was younger, ballet was my first love. And I've been told that I would tiptoe around before I could actually walk. And I was always attracted to to light and and movement and color and fashion and and makeup and all these things. And so from an early age, Tamara, I was 12 and I knew that I wanted to be a makeup artist. I knew that was in me. And I'm so thankful looking back. Yes, hindsight being 2020, I'm like, thank you, Lord, that you were communicating to me in a way that I got it, that that little 12 year old girl recognized a talent, a dream, a curiosity of her heart. And with the Lord, I followed that and I pursued that. And I had no clue at that time. How could you? I had no clue that it would take me around the world, that it would, that it would be an opportunity to have meaningful, soulful conversations with people, men and women from all cultures, so many countries. I would have the opportunity to meet people intimately you know, you think about it. You sit down in a chair with no makeup on early in the morning and I'm touching your face. And so right away I enter into that very personal space that one has. And by the end of a, if I have 30 minutes or if I have two hours to work with you, by the end of that time, I felt most times I felt like I just made another friend. I I made another friend. And so for me, looking back, I think, wow, connecting the dots of it all. I had always been a student of beauty. And more recently, uh, 18th century theologian Jonathan Edwards and his work on beauty helped me to put language to it, Mm. help me see it for what it is that, yes, all my life I've been a student of beauty. I've been allured by it. I've been chasing it. I've been a part of it. I've been creating it. But Actually, I've been a student of God all my life. Yes. Jonathan Edwards says, can one study beauty apart from studying the living God? I'm getting to know. So good. 
is to study both. And so now one of my one of my most important soul care routines is to marvel at beauty. 10 minutes, 15, 20 to go outside typically <laughs> and yeah. marvel at the works of God's hands. So that is my heart that yes, I've been in, been a student of beauty and yet underneath it, I've just been a student of God all my life. Mm. I love it. As you're talking, I was like, gosh, we introduced all the things on the resume, but you all have to obviously realize really quickly, like the reason that she's here is because of Jesus. (laughs) Like we love the Lord. We love God so much together. And I love when I get to see a new character element of him or something that he's taught her. It's Mm. like pulling up to your best friend's study notes, right? At like, after (laughs) you're like about to take a test and you're like, let me see your notes. Let me see what you wrote down. Right. And that's how I feel whenever I'm with you is I'm like, what did he say to you? Wait, I want that in my notes too. teach me. Right. (laughs) And so I just, I've never looked at the intimacy of the beauty space like that, the, the naked, right. The raw. And I think that's one of the reasons we are both retreat hosts, but it's one of the reasons I love to host retreats where we're all staying in the same house. Because I'm such an advocate for that raw, beautiful morning beauty that we have. It's why when my sleepy-eyed babies come in with crusties in their eyes, I'm like, let me just soak you in right now. I love your sleepy eyes, right? And then you get to see this beautiful transformation just as a butterfly with this metamorphosis of what makeup can be. And and we both have on some fun lips right now, but no eye makeup, which is amazing. (laughs) And to know that we feel beautiful now. But if I had my full eye makeup on, glitter and all, I'd still feel beautiful. And I've learned, and it took a very, very long time for me to learn to feel beautiful, completely naked and afraid. And because I I look to fear and not fear of afraidness of man, but fear of God. Mm. Talk me about that evolution for yourself and helping others even through that. Because I know you probably don't get to talk about faith Mm. all the time with the person who's in the chair based on some of the people in the arenas and where. Yeah, I've definitely had to be conscientious to not mm-hmm. get fired from work. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you can't really hide who you are, you know? And I never wanted to. And, and really, I would look at just, you know, yes, I've been in the entertainment industry and for 25 years, I give my, my age away when I say that. <laughs> and, and yet I would look at, people would come into the green room, come into the makeup room, and they would preach about their passion. They would preach about what they did last night. They'd preach about what they believed in. And really, why wouldn't I have that same honor and freedom to share my life? And that's just how I showed up. At one point, I thought, why do I have to check part of me at the door when you don't? So I never wanted to have to or think of it like, oh, let me leave my faith at the door before I walk into this room. I didn't want to be compartmentalized like that. It didn't even feel authentic. I didn't even feel free to be me. So ultimately, yeah, I was just free to be me. And there are some moments which we can talk about of praying with celebrities, of having conversations that I never thought I'd have with certain people. And there are moments when I would, you know, catch somebody like a a TV host or celebrity like bawling their eyes out in the back room because their heart's been hurt. It's a hard job. And I was able to wrap my arms around them and say, it'll be okay. Can I pray for you? And they're like, yes. Rarely has anyone said, no, I don't want prayer. <laughs> my life, I don't want prayer. So it was just wonderful to see how God has used 
my talent to open doors. We know that your gift will make room for you. And, and that's been true. And so the question, man, I think I just escaped your, your actual question. Cause I just got started on that, that moment. That but you so know, good. One thing that came to mind, Tamara, as you were talking about retreats, we have, we always do photo shoots and I think you do this too, photo shoots at the retreat. And it's usually on the third day of a four day retreat for us. And it is just a culmination of joy. We've gotten to know each other. We feel, we feel known by the living God. We feel known by each other and, and we're willing to be known. It's just beautiful. And so when the photo shoot comes around, it's, energetic and we have music. It's fun. And I'm just looking, I'm seeing everyone really being free in their own bodies and embracing their individual beauty that God has entrusted them with and given. And I remember one, one retreat, our sweet girl that was attending, she said, Jess, can you help me put my blush on? I go, yeah, of course. And so I cupped her hands and I just got the blush and I started putting her blush on and she was looking in my eyes and it tears started rolling down her cheeks and I looked at her and she started crying and she said, I've never had this moment. My mom never taught me how to do makeup. I've never had anyone share this with me. And just you sharing oh. your gift, her eye, it was just tears rolling down the, the blush that I just put on. No kidding. <laughs> you like, stop it. <laughs> wow. Sweet moment that it wasn't just about the blush, it was about the soul and entering into the soul hunger, what we've always wanted, what we've always desired. And makeup is just another art um, form, another tool, another vehicle to make its way to the soul of a human. And so, my favorite thing in makeup, uh, my career, I love the creative part of it, and I'm an artist, I went to art school even. But my favorite part were the meaningful conversations in the makeup chair. And I'll pause there and I'll I'll let you leave me because I just got off. Well, there's so much. First off, I'm thinking that in and of itself should be a book. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about the devotions connected to the different experiences that you had. Sorry, Mm -hmm. my like author publisher heart is like exploding over here. I'm like, Jess, I'll interview you. We'll make this happen. But simultaneously, it made me reflect on like, moments like getting ready for prom when my mom did my makeup or um, getting ready for my wedding. And I had a makeup artist then, but my mom still did my lips before I walked down the aisle. And I'm so grateful for those moments because now I even get to share them with my little girl who loves makeup. And I literally wore lips like this since I was in the fifth grade. And my mom used to have to go and spend a lot of money on really nice lipstick because she didn't want my lips to get dried out. And Mm -hmm. I, of course, wanted it to last all day. Mm -hmm. I know. But my mom wouldn't let us wear any other makeup. I could wear lips. That was like something we were allowed to. And it's been interesting as I've aged Mm -hmm. into my my identity specifically connected to God, because that's where our identity stems from, but not allowing feminism, not allowing secularism, not allowing sexism, materialism, any of those things to be what dignifies or dictates my beauty. I started to, to go right back to what I was when I was a little girl. Mm. I loved the pop of color, Uh. but I didn't need all the other things in order to feel beautiful where before I felt like every time I was putting something on, it was like, I don't want them to see that blemish. I don't want them to see that blemish. And I don't think that everyone wearing makeup is trying to wear a mask. 
But I want people, and especially women who are on this journey with Jesus, to understand how he sees you because he penetrates all, all of that. People from the outside are like, you're beautiful. It's like the filter life, right? And what does that look like? And so I don't tell people they can't wear makeup, except for on my most recent retreat, we were all getting ready for our pictures. And we had this gorgeous mirror that the day before we had had this encounter with the Lord where we were all wearing tiaras and a girl, Mm -hmm. another woman was coming and like fixing your tiara. You've heard that like saying or whatever. Um, And so everyone stood back in line in front of the mirror and they wiped their makeup off on their way down to the beach before photos. And photos. Yeah, for professional photos. And so some of them already didn't have makeup on because they're seven days into a beach getaway. So they're not even thinking about that. And some of them had gotten dolled up because they knew that they were going to do something like that. So to see them like take it off and still be incredibly confident, it didn't matter about the makeup. It wasn't the point of the makeup. It was mm-hmm. the point of the fact that beauty is so much more than what mm-hmm. people give it credit to be. Beauty is yeah. a soul work and it is a connection point that we can have with other people. So I just mm-hmm. love that you shared that more than anything. I love that exercise and that challenge. Somewhere. Yeah. That might have felt like a challenge to people, and it goes against the norm. Hey, let's get ready for a photo shoot. Take off all your makeup. Yes. Hey, I love that. I've definitely had that idea. I have not implemented that. But. You gotta do it. And you know, it's funny, Jess. There's some people who are like, "Oh, I don't like those pictures because I'm not in my normal what people see mm-hmm. me as." But when I got the pictures delivered, because additionally they were wearing something different, they had handmade um, crowns earlier in the week, so real live. They were live flower crowns, and so they all got to re put their flower crown on. And when I see those pictures, mm-hmm. I'm just like. Do you remember Ann Gettys back in the day? Remember the yeah. Ann Gettys babies and the books that they, all the babies were like in flowers? It reminded me of that because I saw mm-hmm. that like whimsical beauty of their their infancy mm-hmm. rather than womanhood. It was like they were they were re, they were rebirthed in that moment for me anyway. Yeah, that is beautiful. I it brings up a lot of um, memories and ideas for me as we're talking, which is why I love Holy Spirit led conversations. Yeah this i've i've often imagined what would the world be like how would i show up in the world if there were no mirrors if there were no reflection how would i feel beautiful if i never saw my face Ooh, that's good how would he translate to me because and i i know we're gonna get into what beauty is and how god defines beauty and so how would that translate how would i live my life if i didn't know what I looked like. Those are just weird thoughts that I that I meditate on that I think. I of. actually love that. Imagine if a whole retreat there were no mirrors. Whoa. That would be wild. Or even just for a day. Maybe we'll just do it a day. That yeah. would be crazy. We rely on other friends, like, oh hey, you have something on your yeah. teeth or but even even still showing up just human and yeah. just being and you know, for me, when I study beauty, and like I've said, I've, I've been a student of beauty all my life. And at 12, I started studying makeup. <laughs> and I was had a really great career. I looking back now, I think, oh, my gosh, I don't even realize I knew the extent of my talent while I was in it. Because sure. it's just normal for me. So you just do it. And but the conversations that I would have with women have helped shape my life. It helped 
shape me spiritually. And even the conversations that I would have during work and then after work as I'm cleaning up my makeup kit, I'm talking with God about what we just talked about. And, you know, being 18 years old, I was 16 when I started doing makeup, but I was 18 when I started working with models and um, actors and such. And so being 18, 19, 20 and working with supermodels, you better believe that I was confronted with my own insecurity. Absolutely. I was going to ask that. I'm glad you brought it up a hundred percent. Like for real confronted with insecurity, identity, who am I? Am I beautiful? My gifting, my mind. And I just remember this one really vivid time I'm cleaning up my makeup kit. And I found myself in those early days thinking, oh gosh, I wish I had her body or I wish I looked like her. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, would you be willing to trade your life for hers then? I go, well, I don't, I don't know her life, so I can't give the answer, but she's mm. has this like healthy body and beautiful body. And I trade that, you know, and again, another layer to this is I've had physical pain most of my life with mm. scoliosis. And, and so, you know, back then when I saw models with long torsos and straight backs, it was like, I, I wanted that. Like I needed that. Like get me out of pain. I wish I had a good back. Like she has a good back or a beautiful yeah. And God said, would you be willing to trade everything to look like her? And logically, I could not say yes to that. I said, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that bet. And so he's like, why would you spend time wishing that you look like her? I made you look like you on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose, as you say, right, Tammy? And I've called you beautiful. I've, I've entrusted, I've actually built beauty into you. You are actually a, a manifestation of my glory and my beauty, you know? And so why, what's the holdup here? Why can't you see what I see? And so my journey of being a makeup artist truly was, and I'm so glad I was a makeup artist with God. <laughs> that might sound weird, but it wasn't like for him. It was with him because Man, starting at an early age and being thrown into these rooms with high-powered people and celebrities and well-known people, you better believe I was praying the whole time, you know, like, please let this turn out. God, help me, you know? That's like a war room, literally. (laughs) And so really, it was a journey of becoming, becoming intimately aware of the fact that I am beautiful. I am full of beauty, whether I feel like it or not. The fact is I have been, we have been, we are made in the image and likeness of beauty itself, of the living God. And so how am I going to get my feelings and my emotions to align with that truth? So that's been a constant journey of my 25 years as a makeup artist. Well, I was going to say like, it's this understanding that like repentance is not a one-time thing, right? We're constantly renewing our mind day by day and walking into a new environment or meeting somebody new or this person has something else that you may want or may have or doesn't have, but you like Mm -hmm. some other element. It's like constantly be like, no, Lord, no, Lord. I hear you. I see you. I'm grateful for the blessing that I have. I love that you, you did it in a ramification of what, what would you give up to get that one Mm -hmm. thing? And my husband always says it this way. He says, if you were to sit at a table, even with some of your best friends, it could be strangers as well. And you all wrote down your current life circumstances um, connected to your personal marriage, to your children, to your families, to your extended family, all these things, wrote them down in a box, put them in the middle. Whose box would you want to take back? And we've done this on date night, like literally as a challenge, because you can get locked into somebody else's 
highlight reel. You can get locked into somebody else's glory season and people do go through those glory to glory to glory, right? From glory to glory seasons. And you forget what they put in to get there or what they let go of to get there. And we always go back to, nope, we're good. Thanks, God. <laughs> Thank you. More than enough, right? More than enough. You've been so gracious and merciful to us. And we want to stand in that space of gratitude because then it allows us to be a light of beauty for all the other people that we're going to be in contact with who see just an element of something that they want. And if we specifically you in those in those situations can point back to Jesus, I mean, even just in prayer, whether they know God or not, it's it's absolutely magnificent and such an expansion place for God's kingdom to be manifest before someone goes and does something really important mm. to have that moment of peace with you, to have that moment of trust with you and these other fruits of the spirit that people in that lifestyle don't often have, mm. right? They're not surrounded by good fruit anyway. Mm. Yeah. When the Lord showed me just your, your gift of doing makeup, is more than you know because what to what you just said tamara that these men and women who were about to go on tv to influence the globe they were in my hands they were in my chair i had a chance to speak life and peace and ask them questions i can't tell you how many times we just revelatory conversations unfolded in the makeup chair honestly i think that's probably why i got a lot of like callbacks from from clients or celebrity clients, they just, they felt peaceful with me in the room. And not just that the talent was there and the execution of the artistry was there, but the environment, the atmosphere in which they, you know, they were received and they were cared for. And God showed me never, never downplay any gift that I have given you. In fact, don't ever even hide it because you don't know what I could do. You never thought that when you were 12, or 16 or 18, when you're just getting started in makeup, that your talent would in turn, in some way, affect a global audience. And it happened by way of people who would, again, be in my chair and then be on CNN or be on the talk or be on whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, I just want to read scripture over us real quick, because we all, uh, I'm sure, have been familiar with Matthew 5, 14 through 16. But my goodness, you are the light of the world, Jesus is saying. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before for others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. And with, you know, with this conversation of beauty and working in the entertainment industry, and even just my obsession with the Bible, there's this underlying theme from beginning to end from Genesis to revelation that God has just been kind of opening my eyes and my heart more and more to. And that is the dichotomy of humility and pride and what that really is and what it isn't. So and you know, a lot of Christians might think, well, I don't want to let my, my light shine, my gift, my beauty shine before others. No, I should keep it a secret. That should just be between me and God. And you're thinking, well, why did God give it to you? Right. Right. To hide it? No. Mm. And actually let your light shine before who? Before humankind, before people, in front of people. But it doesn't end there. And a lot of people end it there. 
And I found that that's where insecurity grows. It, like, like mold, it grows in the dark, you know, like shame, it grows in the dark. Insecurity, it grows when we think that we should be acquiring all this attention and recognition for our own sake. With all eyes on you, you grow more insecure. You, you know, we're Jesus saying you are the light of the world because he is and he is in us, right? Like that light of God shining through us. And so I think, wow, let's let our light shine. Let's build, let's speak and write and lead and create and design before others so that so that we can point back to heaven and they may know our father in heaven as well. It makes me think of, this is a really weird visual, but as you're talking, I was imagining myself, maybe because I just ate lunch before this, but I was imagining myself holding a strainer a strainer in front of my face and how, whether the strainer was in front of me or not, I could still be a light, right? You see a strainer, it's got the teeny tiny little holes coming through and you're like, oh, wow. Imagine if like without mirrors, but thinking about it from a strainer perspective of like your light is going to shine regardless because you can put on anything you want, any filter you want. When Christ dwells inside of you, he will be known. He will know. And so I just think about all of these different platforms, even in the suppression, which we are, we can be the ones suppressing ourselves. There can be oppression, like demonic oppression. There can be comparison that makes us dwindle. And then there can be people like enemy who will just like stand beneath and like, nope, this is not going to be seen for whatever reason. Trauma Mm -hmm. could be associated to that. And so I just encourage people as you're listening to this, Thinking about without mirrors, with a strainer, with no makeup, with makeup, whatever you want to do, if it doesn't have anything to do with your face and it has to do with your actions and it has to do with your posture and it has to do with your position, where are you right in this moment, right? How can you be a light and how does your beauty actually exude? I think about sound. I think about beautiful sound. There are so many unwritten songs. There are so many unpublished um, musicians, unpublished authors, even through written word, because they're they're whatever the reason. I could think of a thousand ideas. They're not releasing it before the world. They're mm. keeping it to themselves. They're suppressing it as not good enough, not worthy, not lovely. And I just I want to see how this all this conversation correlates to your beautiful mind academy. And how that was then a next step for you to help women through this this experience with you. Mm. Wow. I love all of that. It makes me imagine. And imagination is a God-given gift that I just don't think we utilize as holy. Mm. I think we, we allow our imagination to partner with fear so easily and so often that we have to condition ourselves to use this God-given gift, our imagination, partner with truth, beauty, goodness, and allow ourselves to imagine and be swept into an adventure of, okay, I'm moving in the direction of this vision. Why not? Why not? If we're the ambassadors of heaven, then we are the ambassadors of beauty itself, meaning the living God, of truth itself, the living God, of goodness itself. And so with the Beautiful Mind Academy, you know, we, we launched that Tamara in 2020 and I was brand new to this space of online ministry, online community, online business. I had just 
been <laughs> abruptly pulled out of my 25 year career as a makeup artist in 2019 when I endured a neck injury that put me on bed rest for five months. And so that happened in January of 2019. So that whole year was an arduous year, a painful year, a stretching year, a growing year, a, a like a demolishing of me year and a building up of me year. And if Jesus and I weren't besties before 2019, <laughs> we were BFS <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. So he took me through, he, he allowed this to happen. And, and yet he comforted me along the way. And he, he wooed me to the direction of his love and the sound of his voice. And, and really when I look back on 2019, it was my own personal 2020 because it was my own personal stay at home order. My wow. own, my job was taken away from me. My income was taken away from me. What do you do now? And it was a, a shift in the trajectory of my life. And I'll tell you a quick little story of my hubby that summarizes this shift. He was in New York because we were living in New York at the time. I was on a work trip in LA when I got hurt and then we had to move back to California. And so my hubby and I were talking and he said, babe, I, I hate to see you in so much pain. And honestly, babe, I hate to see you not doing what you love. You love doing makeup. You love working with women in that way. And it just breaks my heart. And so I'm praying, God, what does she love to do even more than makeup? And my husband chuckled on the other line and says, babe, you love talking way more than you love doing makeup. It's your time to teach and preach and coach and write and do the things you know God is calling you to, but you keep putting it off. Come on. I love that he was a part of that revelation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you're absolutely right. No more thinking I have to get my MDiv or read Leviticus again to <laughs> be able to walk women through the word of God and apply it to our lives in a real, tangible, authentic way. No, I can show up right now, even in the pain. And so I started dreaming up ideas of what would that coaching curriculum be like and, and what would what would it look like for me to walk with women in discipleship online? And so fast forward to 2020, it was June, 2020. I had been working many, many, many months on this 21 day summit. And I was interviewing 21 different Christian women from all over the world and uh, women who love the Lord and who are flourishing in their space. And it was all around how to think with God, how to think beautiful, how to have a beautiful mind. It was mental health. It was, you know, soul care, mind, will, and emotions. And it was a deep dive into all that. Well, crazy that in June of 2020, we all remember, but the world was on fire and everybody hated each other. And so that was my first big launch. And Tamara, we had the shocked me, but we had 2,500 women from 33 countries come through and be a part of that. Event. Wow. Mine was blown because previously I had been, I had the ability to travel to the nations and to meet people and to be in their world. And that broke my heart that I couldn't do that anymore. And then I felt God was saying, I'm bringing people to you. I'm bringing nations to you. And you're in your pajama pants and you're around, <laughs> <living> you know, <laughs> and that's when the community was born. I knew that there was something here and that I could serve in a greater way. And I just kept hearing the whisper of God, create a safe place for my daughters to dwell. And that's what we did. And so the Beautiful Mind Academy was birthed and many different virtual events and coaching programs and mentorship programs. And we do in-person retreats as well. 
And it just was right smack dab in the middle of me trying to figure it all out and me showing up, not really confident, but courageous. Mm, that's good. Was, you know, courage. That element, right? Like faith and fear can coexist has yes. really been a theme this week. And, and knowing that, like not necessarily confidence, but courageousness, mm. right? There's an action connected to that um, mm. that is bold. And God gets to be known through that. It's, it's his glory. Uh, and his plan. I mean, how perfect was his plan? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say that 2,500 people wouldn't have been there if you did it in 2019 nope. or if you did it in 2022, but nope. in 2020, it was like God prepared the soil. And so you did a lot of seeding in 2019 for this harvest to mm-hmm. appear. And so there's so much in within that story. I love that it was an advocacy for mental health because yeah. I think mental health connected to beauty is a massive need of conversation because there's the antithesis of that, right? Yeah. Mental health connected to the sex industry, connected to entertainment industry as well, the porn industry. I think of just like the depravity that's occurred because of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I remember stumbling across my first porn magazine, I was five years old. I remember then being a part of like the MTV era. I remember standing in line and seeing 17 magazine and all these things that like, I have to look like that. This is before social media and this is before filters. And so I just thought that's reality right there. That's real. And it shaped so much of my existence all the way into my marriage, all the way into my motherhood journey. And it was only seven years ago where I was supernaturally trans, like transported from one mindset to another because of the fact that it had warped me so much that I knew I was living in that Babylonian, um, satanic, like just dark world. And that was depression. That was anxiety. That was suicidal ideation. And here I am this many years later, I'm just like, this is what happened to me, but let's talk about it. Right. Let's not hold it and put it under a basket. Like you're saying, cause I could have easily just jumped back in and people are like, wow, she's thriving again. How'd that work? Mm-hmm. But this is the power of our testimony. And I love that you did it in the midst of Right. And I started, I started all this in the midst of mainly out of exploration because I wanted more answers and I wanted to know I wasn't alone. Yes. Wow. Your testimony has given me hope for, you know, people in my life and, and family members in my life and, and me personally, knowing that God, it, here's the thing about God. And we know this, but I pray that somebody can really hear this in a way that I heard it again recently. And I thought, oh, he's not a waster of anything. He doesn't waste He's a provider, a creator. He uses everything and, and he calls us to steward his, this is his world. The body that I'm in, it's the temple of God. Like it belongs to God. I'm stewarding it. Even my personality, I get to steward that. Mm -hmm. I just think God doesn't waste anything and it's no different with our pain and our, our humanity, uh, our, the sorrow we walk through. He doesn't waste that. We wish that he would erase it. (laughs) (laughs) But he's walking us. He's walking with us through the fire. And, and, you know, more recently, some things have happened in my world that my heart, my heart is broken. And yet at the same time, my heart is held. And those two things are happening at the same time. 
And I think about everything on the news, what we just, what transpired in our nation yesterday and, and really every day throughout the world, your heart can break and it can be held. And I hope that people can just sense and feel and know that God is a God of, of love. He's El Roy. He sees you. He is uh, God almighty. He is with you and with us. And so this conversation of mental health within beauty for women, especially now growing up as a Christian in the church, being a makeup artist, you better believe I had so many people, Tamar say you, that's an evil industry. And you don't want to do that for work. And God isn't calling you to do that. God's calling you to be in the church and do ministry work in the church. And, and I also, I remember this must've affected me a lot because the memory of it came up. I was getting ready to go to church. I was a single woman in my twenties and I love fashion. I love makeup. It's an extension of our personality. For you know? sure. For sure. Free to do this. God looks at the heart. So I know some people might use it to cover up their pain, yeah. but ultimately it's this beautiful expression. And, uh, you know, King Solomon spared no detail. when he <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Somebody. And so I was getting out of my car, grabbing my Bible and I'm walking through the church parking lot and a man walks up to me and he says, you know, your beauty isn't because of your braids or wearing gold or wearing makeup. That's not true beauty. And then he just walked away. And I thought, Holy Spirit, that just, that felt it was coming from such an unloving, prideful place. You didn't know me. It was kind of dark. He walked up to me that just all around felt so wrong. And yet so many times in the church. And then we, we, we take this, thought we take this ideology that beauty is bad and my beauty is bad and I should cover it up. And you know what? In fact, let me not even think about it. And that's wrong too. And so one of the things we do with the Beautiful Mind Academy and our our, our soul care and spiritual formation coaching program is we take a, a beauty assessment. And yeah. it's not just like how we look beauty, but yeah, it's, I love that. It, it's really interesting. And so one question, and then we we dive into it all together. Um, but one question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how beautiful do you feel? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? And so we, we then talk about this. And and I might, you know, as we're facilitating a conversation around beauty, you know, how many of you struggle to feel beautiful? Half the people might raise their hand. And I said, okay, we speak with them and hear from them. And said, I'd love to hear from the people who didn't raise their hand. Uh, what is it that you feel? And most of those people, they ignore it altogether. Mm. They don't even allow themselves to look at it. So mm. it's not coming from a healthy place, knowing I'm beautiful. God made me this way. Beauty is my birthright from a biblical perspective and from a, a, a philosophy perspective. Beauty is always tied to two things, truth and goodness. Mm. And my friend, he's a mentor of mine in the biblical beauty. He wrote this beautiful book on biblical beauty. And he says, perhaps becoming more beautiful is a journey of becoming more truthful. And I believe it was Socrates who can, can we call something beautiful if it tells a lie about who God is? No, it wouldn't be beautiful because it wouldn't be truthful. It wouldn't be good. And so feeling beauty is so much more than the aesthetic appeal than what we see with our eyes. Again, let's go back. What if we didn't have a mirror? What if we didn't have a video uh, screen 
flashing our reflection back at us, would we feel beautiful? And in those times when I have played around with this idea where I've gone through a day without like looking in the mirror when I wake up or moving through my day, really, I was so much more attuned to how I was serving other people and how I was making them feel. And in turn, I, I felt all of those things that you feel when you put on a new dress, you know, (laughs) like I felt good. So beauty is, it begins in the soul and it works its way outward. With that in mind, it isn't anything we can apply, anything we can buy. In fact, sometimes I challenge women with, you know, why would you put all your hope into something that would come off with a little bit of water? You know, because yeah. people put their hope and their identity and their brand and their image in, in this, you know, this artistic image that they put together. Why would we put our hope and confidence in something that washes off with water? so good. It's so good. Well, it makes me think of like, cause you know me and my, my fashion sense as well, especially yeah. when I'm doing anything on stage, I'm like, I need all of the sparkles. Like, don't give me anything that's not sparkly. My, my mom, who is my fashion coordinator, she knows I'm like, Oh, it's not too, it's not shiny enough. And it was only because when else do I get to walk? I mean, I could do it anyway. I could go to the grocery store if I wanted, but often I don't. I would do it when I'm on stage, but I do it as a reflection to self, not for me to be more known, not for anything like that, but for you to say, I can sparkle too in whatever that gift and talent is in whatever that flow and synchronicity is. And we talked about it briefly in some of the different ways in which you've done it. Um, And I think it's so critical for us to understand when do I feel most beautiful? When, what is that? What part of your day is that? You know, I always hear about people hearing from the Lord in the shower or being able to like sing in the shower in such a free way that they could never do any other way. And isn't it interesting that there's no mirrors generally there, mm. maybe in the bathroom, but there you're, you're naked at that point. Mm. And that's generally a conflict of mm. interest, especially for women, women, because when we then immediately go into the mirror, we've taken what beautiful experience mm. and exchange just happened in that sacred space because nobody's in the bathroom with us. There's no other devices. There's no sound. And you can just hear the, the running water and mm. you're in a warm, safe place, hopefully. And you mm. then immediately transfer that energy into negativity. And so what just happened in your mind is this open, free space has now just been put into shame and regret and guilt. Mm. And so we do this and some people do this every single morning before they've ever even interacted with another human being. And so they're then walking into the next hour of their day, the next schedule of their day, their next interaction with that negativity. And so there's just, there's something here, Jessica, as we're talking, there's just something that I, I want people to explore. And that, that question, goes back to when do you feel most beautiful? Not right this moment, maybe isn't that as you're listening, but I think about it associated to my strength. When mm-hmm. I feel strong, I feel beautiful. So if I'm working out, if I'm lifting heavy things, I could be in the garden in a place where I'm actually dirty and sweaty and like my outfit doesn't coordinate. I got no sparkles on, you know, I've got stuff in my hair, but I feel beautiful because I'm one with the earth at that moment. But I also feel strong when I was a mom and I was like mom bun and yuck and puke and all that stuff. But I was holding my baby. I felt strong and resilient. 
And so for people to just analyze that as you're sharing, I'm thinking about these people who sat in that chair, these mm -hmm. famous people, musicians, artists, uh, broadcasters, whomever it was, and how much they probably lacked the sense of confidence associated to their beauty. Mm. Wow. I love that you feel when you feel most beautiful, you recognize you feel most strong. For me, it would be I, when I feel most free and most wild. Those mm. are some of my favorite words. So, and not wild in a party girl, you know, in a whole way. But yeah. I think that that word gets to be holy as well. I agree. When I think of wild, I think of unrestrained. I think of, you know, hear me roar. I think of the king of the jungle, the lion, this wild, uninhibited, unafraid to be its true self you know, not letting fear hold you back. And so for me, yeah, it's when I feel free, when I feel wild, I feel most beautiful. And I would love to hear from, you know, you listening. What yes, we want to know. And yeah. and it actually brings me back to us because we both share the desire and the passion for dance. Like whenever I have an opportunity to dance and worship, yes. that's another time where I just feel totally beautiful because nothing else matters. No one else matters. It's just an awe and reverence. And that goes back to the wonder and the beauty, the awe and reverence. The fear of God is connected to understanding the beauty of God. Mm -hmm. When Moses ascended to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, and there was this radiance that he had, radiance connected to beauty, and how mm -hmm. we get to exist in that radiance every single day because we've spent time with the Lord. So I don't need this ring light. I don't need these lips. It's fun and it's great and it helps with the ambiance. But if you and I were just like cozied up on a couch right now with terrible sound and all the different lighting, we would still have this, this moment like mm -hmm. locked in on feeling beautiful because we get to share the beautiful one. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Share the beautiful one. Yes. And, and truly when we're talking about beauty, it does, it always goes back to the relationship with beauty itself, with God, with the beautiful one. You know, I think of, um, one of the best beauty tricks is find your light, you know, on a, a photo shoot, you'd have that reflector, yes. all the, the great, good lighting, but yes. maybe hide on location. And so you get the reflector and you find the light source and you bounce the light onto the skin of the person. Well, immediately that light neutralizes blemishes, neutralizes shadows. It fills in. And so there's no shadows and there's no lines and there's no, um, it, it just immediately creates this healthy, well-lit, beautiful moment. And I think about that with the source of light itself. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In the beginning, it, like let's go back to the very beginning real quick. I know we're wrapping up here, but in the beginning, in Genesis, in the beginning, yeah. God said, let there be light. And there was light. He created light on day one. And Tamara, I don't know if you geek out over all this. Well, actually, I know you do. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is <laughs> But the fact that God created light on day one, but it wasn't until day four that the moon and the sun and the stars were created. Mm. And so I'm like, God, you are the light of the world. And then go to the very end of the Bible, Revelation 20, 22. In heaven, there will be no need for the sun, moon, and stars because God is the light of the world. And in the gospel of John, right in the middle, Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. So as we take 
Mm. As we just go so close to the light of the world and have that light bounce off of our skin, it it neutralizes pain and it neutralizes blemishes and it neutralizes shadows and and only then we can reflect to the world around us. You know, so it's this vertical relationship and then this horizontal radiance that can go out into the world. And so a, a, an actual practical beauty tip on location, find your light, but an actual practical spiritual tip, find your light and stay really close to it. Oh my gosh, that is just a mic drop ending, you all. And I am expectant. I'm expecting for there to be testimony after the listening of this podcast for freedom for women to express their beauty in the way that they've been holding back to feel beautiful at different times of the day, relish in that and share it with the world because that's the biggest call, right? Go and make disciples of nations. That means your light isn't meant for you. Your light is for other people and the gift that it's going to be for people when you start to show up as your whole self. And people sometimes want to dim that light, right? That's what the basket is. Like you want to do it, but then there's also other people who won't like the way that you shine. And that's why I highly recommend finding communities like Jessica's, whether it's the Yes Lord Collective that I got to be a part of, whether it's the Beautiful Mind Academy community, whether it's the mastermind that we're both a part of. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's FounderCon, which a lot of our community knows about. It could be the Fit and Faith community. It could just be your local church. Find a place that is safe, Find a place that you can go and feel fully free and fully beautiful in your expression of worship in that place. And remember above all things that you don't have to go anywhere. You can just open the word. And that is the reflection back to you in that very moment. That is the light coming at you in that moment and how pleased your father is Mm -hmm. to be able to cast that light on you. So pleased. So, so pleased. I love this. And we didn't even get to zoom forward. So I want to take at least just a minute and a half, just like where are people, they can come and follow you in all the places, but where are you going? Where's the Lord? Like, are you in this place of just like Sabbath hold? Are you in this place of running towards something? Like, where are you right now? And don't cry if you're actually like in a place of like, I don't, this is not the question to ask me, Tara. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Oh, this is so good. I, the Lord has rocked my world recently with the the power of his word through prophetic word and prayer and so many other things. But I had this prophetic word spoken over me by my pastor and it, you know, uh, really quickly I was, I was up all night crying. I was crying out to the Lord praying and I knew he comforted me in that night, in that middle of the night, like I'm talking three, 4 AM, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I fell asleep hugging my pillow as if it were just God hugging me. My alarm goes off a couple hours later and I'm thinking, Oh no, I, I was up all night. I can't go to church. I felt specifically, I have something for you. I want to fill you. And so I went. Worship was off the charts. Amazing. I thought that was it. And that would have been enough. And my pastor gets up in front of the whole church and he says, I, before we go into communion, I just felt led to bring Jessica Shakira up to pray for her. That was what I saw on social media that one day. There were two. Oh my gosh. He walks me up. I'm already bawling because I'm, I'm, I'm hearing God tell me a couple hours before I have something for you. I'm going to fill you up. And so I walk up and he says, you are made for adventure, but you're in a hiddenness right now. God is hiding you on purpose because he's doing something in you because the adventures that he has for you in the future, you're going to need to, to have this thing and, and grow this character. And 
he's giving you something you haven't had before for all your adventures in the future. And he had, I love this part of the prophetic word. He's like, God's going to multiply your adventures. And the night before that was what I was hungry for. And I see that so vividly, even on our call, there's so many on this conversation, Tamara, there's so many dreams and visions. I got, it's like bringing up saying they're not dead. They're just, you're in a hidden pattern. You're in a pause right now. And so for me and my future and what God has showed me for our future is is moving back into the nations. It isn't over for me. It is, travel is not over for me. And, and I have this big vision that God gave me in 2015 when I went to the Middle East for the first time. And I've been three times. I have a huge heart to connect the hearts of women in the Middle East with the hearts of women here in America. And I'm doing that through a beauty, actually a lipstick brand. And so when you're, yes, when we're talking about lipstick. And so that has been a huge dream in my heart that just it won't die because it's not meant to die it just hasn't been the time yet and so using beauty to connect the hearts of women across the globe with each other to then point to our god in heaven so more of that more of that in the the spiritual you know discipleship um, journey that i'm on with women and actually going back to my roots as a 25 year plus makeup artist and bringing yeah. a beauty brand into the world. So Golly, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Uh, it's interesting that you feel hidden in yeah. this season, but what I want to encourage you is in this hiddenness, God is, is building an army around you. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we sometimes it, it might perceive differently. Like we still see the light. We see the light in you. You've been a blessing to my life since I've met you. And I just feel like I'm all for adventure. So I'm just going to bring you on everyone that I do. I want to come on everyone you want to go on. But like God is, is allowing this hiddenness to also be a protection so that when you do go out, you've got prayer warriors so that when you do go back out, you've got people who are going to support you financially. There's going to be a, a, a sacredness to this hidden season. And so hold tight. Hold tight, sister. Wow, amen. I'm receiving that. Amen. So good. I l- actually let me just share this because as you're talking and I was sharing, I just saw like um almost like yell like the Yellowstone National Forest mm-hmm. and a huge um trees that are are there, and you're inside of this place, and there's the roots that are going so so deep. The weather never affects those trees. They're always going up towards the sky. And right now you're in this wilderness season where it feels like, where do I go? Which way do I go? All these trees look the same. All these trees look the same. But there's like a collection of safe haven that's taking place. That It's going to actually be the fertile soil in which this new season is going to grow and be birthed. And you think that you're like ready to get out of this dark forest. But as soon as you get out, this is also going to be the place in which you take refuge. Mm. So just be mindful of what's transpiring in your life right now, because this is going to be a place of refuge that you're always going to be able to come back to in gratitude, safety, mm-hmm. and protection for where he has you in this moment. Praise, Praise God. That's so good. I love you so much. I'm like, I got to share it. I love you. Oh man, this has been so rich. Where do you want people to get connected first? Because I know they can go everywhere. I'd love to connect on good old Graham Instagram at Jessica Shakir beauty. 
And then from there, you can click on all the links from Instagram. But we would love to have you be a part of the Beautiful Mind Academy. And we have our app there. We have almost 600 Christian women from around the world who are in the community. We have a free layer of community, tons of content and conversations to jump into. And so you can go to thebeautifulmindacademy.com for more. Oh. I can't wait to be rocking the lipstick on the show. Oh man. I love you so much, sister. Thank you for being here on the fit and faith podcast and make sure you guys tag us, share this out. Tell us what your biggest takeaways are specifically. Tell us where do you feel most beautiful? Mm. Can't wait to hear. All right. Love you friend. Do you need rest rejuvenation? Just maybe some reflection time. Or perhaps some foresight time to vision cast your future, to understand where you are, where you've been, why you are where you are, and where it is that you're going. Some clarity, some direction. Maybe you just need a sabbatical. Well, I would love to invite you to our incredible women's rejuvenation retreat in Dominican Republic this year, September 8th through the 15th. I am one for surprises. I don't think we have enough good ones often. And so you're not going to really know exactly what we're doing, but I can assure you, you'll have cultural immersion. You'll have some amazing spa treatments of some sort, surely tons of adventure, delicious food, and so much more. At the end of the day, my heart is for you to find and experience your own personal revival. Hope to see you there. Oh, and by the way, quick thing. We are adding a FounderCon ticket, which is taking place in Raleigh in November. And all of the cohort of sisters are going to be there that are coming on the trip, not to mention the incredible entrepreneurs, men and women from across the country who are coming to truly exist firmly planted and to thrive in the new year to come. So we want you to be there. So you get a bonus ticket just for coming to the Dominican. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Can't wait to see you. Book a call today and we'll get you enrolled. See you there. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way.
Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of Million Praying Moms, and I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's Word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's Word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.